Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hello! And this is our sister show to Cutting the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse, where we bring you the weirdest shit we found on the internet this week. And we've got a follow up article this week on a. Woohoo! Well, that's coming later. That's coming later. That's for Pete. Got that for Pete. Good, good. Yeah, it could be weird, it could be macabre, it could be gruesome. Either way, it's the weirdest thing we f- we can find, and we brought it to you in an easy to follow one after the other format. Let's commence. Oh, and by the way, you can follow us on Facebook at Cut of the Ball and the Post Truth Apocalypse. You can listen to us on, Sound- on SoundCloud and most of the podcasting platforms at Cut of the Bull in the PTA. And you can listen to us on YouTube at Apocalypse Ball. Give us a like, a subscribe, a comment. Let us know you're there. Reach out and touch us. Touch me. Touch me, I'm sick. <laughs> Mud Honey, wasn't yeah. it? <clears throat> yeah. Now, which band was that? It was in Mud Honey. Steve Arm. That was an a, a amalgamation of grunge bands, wasn't it? I think the bassist used to be in Mother Love Bone. Which went on to be Pearl Jam. Yeah. There you go. Hey, anyway, back to... Uh, <laughs> we sounded like uncles then. Back to weird news. <laughs> so we're aged now, Mike. Yeah. We're uncle aged now, guys. Oh, I Claire. We're 40. We're, 40, we're all 40. Speaking about dinosaur bands. We're uncles. Right, now, according to the end time headlines... .org... <laughs> reputable organisation. Reputable organisation. A, re- a reputable media outlet I am absolutely positive of. No, this was all over Twitter this morning. Was it? When I woke up, yeah. Yes, I did see this. It was quite an odd one, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Let's start with the headline. Pentagon UFO chief says alien mothership is in our solar system possible. Possibly, that should be, shouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, they've got a bit of a typo there, haven't they? Come on, end times headlines.org, you've let me down straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and proof that our reader was playing fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> now, there is a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system, the head of the Pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomena research office noted in a report draft shared on Tuesday. An artificial, this is quoting them, I quote them, an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions, Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's all-domain anon- Go on. Anomaly. Anomaly Resolution Office wrote in a research report co-authored by Abraham Loeb, chairman of Harvard's university's astronomy department. So, director of the Pentagon's all-domain... Anomaly. 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 Resolution Office. Not trying to say it right. anybody telling you. No, first. I've done that bit. <laughs> and chairman of Harvard's astronomy's Harvard University's astronomy department. Right, two fairly well qualified people. Would we not agree? Mm-hmm. Potentially. One Don't would. know them personally, but yeah. Well, according to a report from the Military Times, Kirkpatrick, who was appointed as director of the AARO when it was founded in. 
July 2022. That's the order main anomaly resolution office. Nearly. Close. It was close enough, I guess. Yeah. They were just established to investigate unidentified objects of interest around military installations, according to a Pentagon press release. Loeb, on the other hand, gained notoriety when he proposed our galaxy had been traversed by its first visit from outer space in October 2017. At that point, the Pan-STARRS telescope in Hawaii detected an object moving through our solar system at a speed that caused some scientists to suggest it was from another galaxy. A murmur. Yes. We've, the, we've, studied, we've touched on that in other episodes, haven't we? We certainly have. But he's saying that on a mower may well be a yeah. mini-probe or the mothership itself spraying mini-probes out. Now, I wasn't a futurist saying that we were going to get, like, oh, visits from aliens. Yeah, wasn't we going to get something from aliens this year? The champion. Ah, but... The champion alien. Remember, we said that my birthday, there was something going to happen close to that, and we're well past that now, we're a week past that. And that hasn't happened. I'm sure it was all the intelligent... The 1,500 most intelligent well, we people are taken off the planet. Oh, we haven't fed it. Nice conspiracy thinking, Claire. We still haven't found Get the dragons. Get that hat on. <laughs> we still haven't found the dragons in Mexico yet, either. No. No, that's true. Unless we have... <laughs> the Smithsonian's got them. The, mm. the British Museum's nicked them and stuck them in a crate <laughs> in the back. <laughs> yeah. Find us keepers, fuckers. Back to the mothership then. Is it so? Is it a continuation of soft disclosure? Is there some? We've had all these things in uh, shot down over America. Mm. One was described as being tic tac shaped. Yeah. And I've, the, I've heard rectangular shape. I've heard rectangular yeah. too. Are they probes? Are they drones? Are they our own shit that we're testing? Are they spy That's balloons? Question, if it? they're spy balloons, tell us they're spy balloons and not UAPs. Don't hit us with all this little, these little teases about Pentagon officials saying things like this and saying things like, oh, they're, they're UAPs. If a Pentagon official is saying a UAP, I'm thinking it's a Tic Tac now. But they're not saying just UAPs, they're saying it, an alien mothership could be entering our solar system. And sending out these little things... Which is a possibility. But Absolutely. Why are they saying this? What would the fucking government do if they did just turn up? Like, you know, <coughs> governments around the world would it just you know? shit? That's what they'd do. Shit they'd themselves. all shit all at once. You'd hear this big noisy. <laughs> I think everyone would, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. So that you know, it's in. We've their, all their... watched Independence Day. There'd be mass. If Independence Day happened, if motherships rocked up over the major city, oh, sorry, no, the mothership rocked up in orbit, and then the, if we go for the Independence Day scenario, yeah. all these smaller ships over cities that are still 15 miles wide, and you're under one of them, are you staying or are you getting the fuck out of there? I'm on you're top going of to the fucking Nak- Wales. You're going to Wales. I'm on top of the Nakatomi Plaza in Telford with a <laughs> sign saying, bring back hell. <laughs> <laughs> you're underneath its central weapons point. <laughs> <laughs> Telford. We would eventually, because it would move. It moves from city yeah. to city, yeah. and then obviously you go down the, the chain of 
larger towns and military installations. We don't want from Birmingham. Birmingham and London. In this, in this country, it would be Manchester, Birmingham, London, which is backbone, which is the communication system we have in this country. They'd be a bit scared to go over Scotland, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be pelted by empty tenants cans. They'll just build a wall. <laughs> wall them up. They <laughs> go in there. They're not going to go to Liverpool either. Then all their lights and that would get smashed, and everything they had on there that was worth anything would get nicked. And <laughs> well, it's in it's in the government's best interest to you know be totally open, isn't it? The thing is, Independence Day. Happens, when do like, the even even if it's ever doing it in our best interest, it's always in their best interest. Like, just, just go back to Independence Day for a second. What? Even if that spaceship's over Birmingham, we are looting the shit out of that Tesco. Aren't we? Let's face it. People are panic buying. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd be straight. Straight away, you'd be straight away bottling water as much as you could. Anyone would be panic buying because it's kind of we're pre-programmed to the fact that. I think mean, gonna... be cracking skulls, mate. To get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Crowbar everywhere. You fuckers. I'd be nicking heavy. <laughs> you stoving schools in with a crowbar to get to yeah. the bug roll. All for one, no motherfuckers. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be nicking heavy fucking machinery. I would not be drilling into the fucking side of. I'd be drilling <laughs> into the, the side. No, I'd be drilling into the side of the fucking reekin and making me some kind of safe house in the middle of the reekin. <laughs> Subterranean Nazi bunkers. <laughs> no, I'm digging a fucking hole deep enough to survive like nuclear blasts. You're surviving a deep hole. The air's only coming in. You're gonna be airtight. You're gonna be filtered. You know this. I'll have. I'll have. No, Pete. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know what the fuck did you do? I don't know. Well, you volunteer, you pick up your laser gun, and you go to the front with the rest of us poor grunts and defend the planet. I'll go fucking Astor. <laughs> and, then, and then Wales. Yeah, you've got the idea. Wales right in somewhere where it's remote. Yeah. An old mine, an old abandoned mine would be great. Yeah. yeah. Prepare people. The aliens are coming. That was kind of my thoughts on drilling into the Reekin. <laughs> Like if you start now, yeah. right now, I'll go and nick a, I'll go and nick a, an industrial, industrial drill. Yeah, and a ther- We need some thermal lances. Yeah, and lots of cement and metal. Metal doors. Metal doors and cement. And a filtration and air system. Yeah, we need lights to grow food. Yeah, I need a hydroponic we, system. We need a hydroponic there. system. We need seeds. We need dried rations. We need boring the bag stuff, we need water. Let's get on it, guys. Oh, I'm just slitting my throat in this case. Mike, you haven't even done this in spaceship yet. Don't do anything, mate. Do <laughs> 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 an overreaction. <laughs> Anywho, enough of the end of the world. The yeah, aliens are coming, just what I'm saying. Project Bluebeam. Mm. Police suspect no foul play of a body of man found wrapped in plastic and rolled up in a rug. No foul <laughs> no, play. No, no foul, foul play. play. Did it all himself. Oh. It was Udini. Detectives are not currently investigating the death as a homicide. Police in the US have said they don't suspect foul play in the death of a man whose body was found wrapped in plastic and rolled up in a rug. Nathan Millard's body was discovered on March 6th near Scenic Highway in Baton Rouge 
when a passerby notices severely decomposed remains in a plastic wrapping and rug in a vacant lot. Lovely. Yeah. It smelt that first. The police chief said the coroner's report showed the victim had no evidence of internal or external trauma and confirmed the death is not currently being investigated as a homicide. Yeah, but surely you want to know who wrapped him up and dumped him in a fucking parking <laughs> lot? Well, the plot thickens. Does it? Read on. Okay. Yeah, his wife. His wife, Amber, explained that he disappeared while he was on a business trip with a client. It's a nightmare that I want to wake up from, she said. He was first reported missing on February the 23rd after leaving Happy's Irish Pub in downtown Baton Rouge in the early hours of the morning. Can I just put it, I also want to go to Happy's Irish Pub <laughs> in downtown Baton Rouge. That place sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> but it's shit. Mm. Uh, it's really just a dive bar. I love it. There's Irish music playing. I want to go there. I love an Irish pub. Go oh, on, Sorry. <laughs> CCTV captured him going to a bus station where a security guard offered him a lift home. Millard can be seen declining the offer and didn't appear to be any, in any distress. The security guard offered to call him a ride, get him an Uber, to call the police for him. He didn't appear to be in distress, she just felt as though he was out of place. He declined that offer and he left of his own accord. He never returned to his hotel and when he didn't show up in a meeting with the client the next day, the client called police to do a welfare check. His phone and wallet were found in the street several blocks away from a hotel. Millard's family is worried he died of an accidental overdose, according to the TV station. Authorities said they aren't able to comment on whether drugs were involved in the man's death as the final autopsy and toxicology report is yet to be handed down. Captain Hines said during... <laughs> One of 57. He's got 57 <laughs> theories, hasn't he? <laughs> he said during the press conference it doesn't appear that he was left there and that's most likely not where he died. I don't want to go into details on our investigative efforts, but efforts are underway to locate and to talk to whoever may have put in there. He added, we will ask whoever put in there. If something happened, if there was a moment of panic, come forward. We just want to know what happened to him. So we've got the possibility of an, an OD with some scaggy Eddie bit on the street, or mate, and they wrapped, panicked and wrapped him up in a bag and threw him in a, in a parking lot. That? Why wouldn't you just say that this, uh, this guy's, you know, fucked up? I don't know. Panic. Police and run, you know. Like, you, you, yeah, possibly he's murdered. Wrap him up in some plastic and a rug and fuck him off. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how these people... I don't know. I just think, you know, the, he's taking sort of spaz him, he violently dies, and then they think, fuck, fuck, what we're going to do? No, I believe it was that. And they just, just panic, in it? And they oh, my last strike, maybe? You roll him up in a, put him in a plastic bag, yeah. roll him up in a rug, ditch the body. I think we've got to wait for the toxicology report myself. Tell us everything, wouldn't it? That's one possibility. The other possibility, he was drugged and murdered. Someone still put him... No, they said there's no internal or external... He could have been overdosed as a part of the murder. Uh, maybe. Deliberately overdosed. Yeah. Could be a serial killer running around and no one wants to admit it. A Dharma type. He's eating them. No, but he was drugging him up. Well, he was drugging him up. That's true. Could be the beginning of an escalation. Could be an escalation. Could have been an accident, this. Could have been an accidental death as part of a serial killer's journey into his own exploration of discovery. Mm. It could have been an accident. Could have been an accidental death. Next one maybe won't be. Maybe he likes killing now. Well, we'll have to keep oh, an eye on it. It's dodgy. Yep, yeah, moving on. Mm-hmm.
Man serving 15 years for homicide tries to escape prison disguised as a sheep. Well, we've got a lot of animal disguises tonight. <laughs> Jose Luis Cadelias Diaz attempted to escape from Concha Cacrono, a maximum state prison in Bolivia, earlier this month, wrapping himself in a sheepskin and crawling through the grasslands surrounding the jail. You know what? That is fucking amazing. There's a piece of it on his legs. Oh yeah. There's a picture he's just wearing like a sheepskin jacket. Yeah. Blue jeans crawling through the grass, trying to be undetected. <laughs> <laughs> what a knobber. Oh, it's terrible. He's suing fifteen years for homicide. You know, it's pretty best he doesn't get out. Well yeah. Despite his sneaky attempt, security noticed Diaz, who was serving 15 years for the homicide, as you say, and was not in his cell. Always known as El Aranya. I don't know what that means, but... He's going to be known as Sheepy from now on. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's the sheep. Sheep boy, yeah. Photos of his bizarre attempted escape show the prisoner crawling around on all fours in a field with a fuzzy coat. Can we just also ask the question, where did he get the sheep? Yeah. So That's what I was wondering. Did sent it in or Did they send it in or did he or... kill a sheep out? He managed to get out, kill a sheep, and wear it and then make, some, make it into a coat. Maybe he's mates with one of the chefs who They'll try got from one the butcher day, or maybe someone smuggled it in up their ass. Yeah. There's a lot to smuggle in though. It's <laughs> a, a full on sheep's sheep coat skin. for a man. A whole sheepskin up his ass. I've seen some weird videos on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It doesn't surprise me. Well, he's got one of the farmers next door to, you know, must be a sheepskin. Through the, through the, what's it called? Through the... Yeah, pass me Dolly a minute. I just want to borrow her. Yeah. It's a Bolivian prison. They've got armed guards up the arse. Yeah, they're probably corrupt as fuck as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a valid point, to be fair. They'll get it in. they get anything in, don't they? Still, it's fucking... It's genius. No, not really. He's, he's lucky... Nah, he's lucky he wasn't shot, really. Yeah, but come no on. No one's going to shoot a sheep, are they? Not if you, you can see his legs, boy. No, yeah, you, you would if you could see it. Arse, it. Yeah. If it had I'd a have, jean have, sticking out of his ass. If he actually had a de- if he actually had some sheepskin legs leggings as well, it'd be a really long like sheep. Fucked up sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, really long, like a sausage dog sheep. <laughs> Think about it. It's dark. He's got dark jeans on. Obviously, the white of the sheepskin is going to show up. He keeps his head down. Crawls on all fours. Uh, Unless he's trying to shoot a searchlight directly at him, there's a very good chance he could fucking get away with that. Yeah. But he didn't. Kudos for the attempt, but, you know. Yeah. Marks out of ten for the attempt, nine. Marks out of ten for pulling it off, zero. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! It's not to me, is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Footballer dies after flesh-eating virus mistaken for tonsillitis. Fucking hell. Well, thanks for cheering me up, Mike. <laughs> you were quite like, oh, here we go. We've got a flesh-eating virus mistaken for tonsillitis. Luke Abrams from East Hunsbury died on the operating table, fuck me, at Northampton General Hospital after first complaining about a sore throat. The 20-year-old felt unwell last month and his GP at Penvale Medical Centre gave him antibiotics for tonsillitis. All right, well, he's, he's got a flesh-eating virus and he died. Which is not what you want <laughs> at all. And he said he died on the operating table. Died on the operating table. So I feel people the guy, die. Obviously, it's terrible. That's what it is. 
the state of the NHS nowadays, clearly. No, I mean, your average GP is not going to fucking recognise that, are they? He's all oh, goes in, I've got a sore throat, I've had it for a while. Oh, it's probably tonsillitis. Here's some antibiotics. Next. Yeah. Well, he could have just died from the uh, anaesthetic. He could have too, that's also very true. They lose a few every year because of, you know, that's why mm. every operation's got a risk with it, hasn't it? Yeah. Of course. It's it's shit. Though, it? 20 years old is just no age, is it? Let's no. face it. Yeah, and this is, hasn't lived his life yet. Massive shame. Absolutely. Well, well done, Mike. Thanks for bringing that down. RIPD to you, Luke Abrams. It's called weird news. It's a bit weird, isn't it? He had tonsillitis and he died of a flesh eating virus. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not what you want, is it? Let's face it. You've, Where's he got that from? Surely, you know, you want to find out where that comes it's from. It's a new Covid variant. <laughs> Covid 1.346X or XD1 2000. Joking, obviously. Well, they're fantastic. Moving Next on. One. Moving on. Another football rated one. League One, or League One, I should say, Club Nice, far complaint after porn film shot at stadium during a match. Fucking awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. League Un Club Nice. Just say League One. <laughs> that's probably French. That's how it's pronounced, isn't it? That's what, Is it Ligue Oh, Ligue yeah. Club Nice have made an official complaint to police after a porn film was shot at their stadium while the first team were playing a match. What's the problem? Nice won the game in question, beating Lille 1 0 on 29th of January thanks to a Gaten Labordi goal, but Labordi wasn't the only person scoring. Yay! Fans of the French club let them know. That the steamy video had been shot during the Sunday game after clips emerged on social media. Les Aiglons are far from impressed and have made a complaint to police with legal action being considered. The company that operates the stadium, Nice Eco Stadium, have also filed a complaint as they don't want to be associated with the smutty mid-match footage. Oh, I don't see the problem. Why is it happening? In the stands, I'm guessing. <laughs> the X-rated shenanigans did nothing to put Nice off their fine one in recent form. Mm. Hang on, they got some fucking quality teams, quality players playing for them here. England International, Ross Barkley, I'll call him an England International at this point, is a bit of a stretch. Mm. Ex England International, Ross Barkley. Wales hero, Aaron Ramsey. He couldn't cut it at Rangers last season. Arsenal-only Nicolas Pepe. He was shit. Former Leicester captain, Casper Smeichel. That's a good one, I suppose. Ex Fulham defender, Joe Bryan. And the manager is Didier Degard. I've heard of him, sure. Yeah. So what did the? I want to know. I want to know if the porn film was filmed in the stands. We'll watch it. You'll find out. I'm sure, you can find it. Porn sure, you can find it. That is the problem. Well, it's meant to be family, family thing. Well, it? it? <laughs> well, we don't know if the the French football league is the same as ours. Do we? I mean, I don't know if we're a family environment. Than I mean, it's, it's you don't watch a match and then look over and see someone fingering someone's arse, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go straight to fingering arse? What's wrong with just being bent over the fucking terrace and fucked? Well, you know, I was trying to think of a horrible sort of gruesome image in a porn film that might happen. <laughs> you well, don't want to you watch it when they go straight to arse fingering? <laughs> Some hairy armpit French woman sat there with three cocks in her mouth. <laughs> Two up her arse and hand one in each hand like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't want to see that as a twelve-year-old lad. Not really. Just going to watch your local football team. But isn't that how everyone learns about the first games? Was it just me? All right, you take your grandma to her first football match. 
Oh, <laughs> Grandma, don't look! That'd make a spit of false teeth out, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh, Benjamin, what are they doing over there, love? <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> I remember that. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu, indeed. Are we going to, whilst we're on football and sport, mm. we're going to quickly mention the fact about Gary Lineker and all of the other well, we can absolute do. legend pundits. Well, the uh, time this comes out in ten days' time, it might be irrelevant. Resolved by that point. Blown over. Mm. They're going to be resolved tomorrow, in all fairness, on Sunday. But we can talk about it if you want. I just think it's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but it is. Gary Lineker, anybody that knows football from the 90s would probably have heard of the name Gary Lineker. And ages. Yeah, but more so the 90s. He was bigger name in the 90s, mm. wasn't he, really? England star. you got Ian Wright, again, massive, massive, massive so in what's, the what's 90s. what's Gary Lineker done? So... All he's basically done, he's, he's commented on the fact that he doesn't like the new language. What, what, what they've... What they've the, the policy, the, the silent policy. The migrant bill migrants. that they want to put through. Yeah. He doesn't have the language used by Conservative MPs, but he compares it to language, very similar language used by the Nazi, the Nazi party in the yeah. 1930s to dehumanise certain segments mm-hmm. of the population. And all, Which he did, it is. all he did was make a comment on Twitter about A truthful this. comment. A truthful comment, his own opinion, because of well, that... No, you can, you can look at the language and you can compare it and it's a fact. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's a fact. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. It is more of a... Yeah, so even mm. still, it's not it's even a, an opinion, no, is it? it's, it's a fact. fact. But, yeah, because of that, he's been banned from presenting a show that he's been presenting for 20 years. 24. There you go. Has it been 24 years? Yeah, Basically, okay. since, he stopped, since he stopped playing professional football, he was that much of a legend. Everyone still wanted to see him, so he became the presenter of Match well, of the Day. Well, he was a pundit first, then he became presenter. Yeah, but it wasn't, there wasn't much of a gap in between, was well, there? Probably about six years, maybe. He's a very good presenter. But anyway, either way, he's, he's a legend in yeah. lots of fields, like actually playing football and as a pundit. It seems like a decent guy as well. And, and yeah, he, and he owns... He, he bought, made a chain of... Pubs in Tenerife, that was his place like that, Lineker bars. Yeah, it's his yeah, brother. His brother. Oh. Mm-hmm. But he ca- he put his name to him though. He's well, Lineker too. Yeah, yeah. But he he kind of it was his brother. He he endorsed them though, yeah. didn't he? Well, of course, yeah. it's his brother. Yeah. 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 Either way, so and it's just quite funny because all of the other presenters have all gone, and they're all ex-footballers themselves. They're all legends mm-hmm. in their own rights. But they've all gone. Well, if you're not letting him go on air. We're all standing with him. We're not going on air either. A lot of commentators got, too today. And well. they've got lots of commentators. They've got lots of like little spin-off shows, other shows that aren't match of the day. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, two or three different yeah. shows that are kind of yeah. related. They're to all cancelled today. And they've all got. They've yeah. all cancelled everything. Because on a Saturday in the UK, football's a big thing. On, on you start off at midday on 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 the interactive service of the BBC with football focus, mm. and that will take you to the. Final score. Then final score, which is what you watch for three o'clock, and the results come in, and you all sit around going, "Oh, look at that! Oh, someone's always just scored." And they have reporters and commentators of the game, and they flip between them. And then in the evening, they have the highlights. Yeah, match of the day where they show the video highlights. It's been and an they have commentary for and they have punditry. Seventy years of shows been going over seventy years, mm. and it's like a tradition on a Saturday night. If you like football, you always go back from the pub in time for match of the day. Or you watch it in the pub if you're looking for service. And tonight they're going to be broadcasting without presenters, without commentators, without um, punditry, punditry. Uh, no, no player, com- no players either, no clubs are doing no managers. Ev- interviews. Basically, every person 
that's important to this has all gone. Gary Lineker is a fucking legend, and we are all standing in complete solidarity with him. I love it. And none of us are doing shit until you reinstate yeah. him. Basically, that that's basically what everyone is so saying. The BBC is going to have to do a humiliating climb there. BBC is owned by the. It's run by the director general, which is effectively a Tory, isn't he? He's a Tory donor. He gave eight hundred thousand pounds to the Tory yeah. party when Boris got in. He was then given the job of being head of the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, which is supposedly impartial. Clearly, isn't isn't it? Hasn't been impartial for because quite a few years now, but even more so nowadays. Yeah. Well, the evidence is there, isn't it? Because other, other commentators, political commentators, in fact, have spoken out on subjects, mm. and they're, they're meant to be more impartial than a football presenter, yeah. and they've not been... Nothing's happened to them because they're on the side of the establishment. That's the thing, because he's he said something that's, that's against that's the it. side of the establishment, that's it. they've gone, oh, <laughs> so it just shows that they're not fucking impartial in nope. any way, shape or form. Of course they're not. It shows their complete... What's the opposite to impartial bias? No, we already yeah. know the BBC is full of wrongings. They turned yeah. a blind eye to Jimmy Savile, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, it was just a short segue, because it was one of those little adverts. It's a big story and, today, uh, isn't it? It's a big it's story a today. It's hilarious. Turns out, actually, just before we went on air, there was an update to the story where Gary Lineker's contract has certain ambiguities about his social media use, which means that... Even though Gary's a freelancer, technically, he signs a contract with the BBC to appear on a certain amount of shows per year, but he can work wherever he wants apart from that. You know, mm. contractually obligated to do match the day, for example. Turns out there's certain ambiguities, and if he took, if they fired him, it would cost them millions, and because he would win any court battle against the BBC because of these ambiguities mm. about social media use, the BBC are putting that to do a humiliating climb down. And yeah. who knows, Master Day tonight might still be salvaged a little bit. We'll, we'll Get see. Get one of the interns in, just say... No, he might... Who knows, he might... Have, for all we know, he's going to have the news for three or four hours. Mm. But as we say, when you listen to this, it might all be... Old news yeah. anyway, but it's just something irrelevant at this particular time for us. Yeah, so, so actually, I feel the need to point out that when you hear this weird episode of the weird news, it might be a couple of weeks out of date, because the aliens might already be here. Because <laughs> yeah, <they> <laughs> I'm going on a holiday and we need to record a couple of episodes in advance, so there you go. Just pointing that out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I fact this episode, so that was pointless, but go on. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> finally, if so you. Rem- I'm going on holiday! <laughs> if we remember. wanted to get that in, didn't I'm we? already on fucking holiday mode in all fairness. <laughs> so, if we remember from a couple of weeks ago, I had an article that was about a guy that wanted to become a dog. Basically, he, he, bought, he, 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 he was fed up with human relationships and wanted to be a dog for a bit. Didn't yeah, he? he bought all these furry costumes essentially, but spent like nearly thirteen thousand pounds on it, didn't he? Yeah, twelve and a half grand basically, and it is a fucking amazing costume. It does look like a bloody lassie. Yeah. That's a guy dressed in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's had the paws redone because we said last time the paws were a bit dodgy. The they paws are this bit to look, look a lot better. Do they? Mm. Yeah, they're not bad. Maybe. He needs his claws clipping. He, does really, he really does need his claws clipping. Or he needs actually. to go for some walks outside of the Yes, he does, yeah. So, basically, the follow-up story of this gentleman, he's bought himself a giant dog cage so he can sleep in it now. Right. Do you think he's become a bit sexual at this point? Who lets him out? Well, it's him. He <laughs> has opposable thumbs. Oh, no, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Okay, so one of the best things about having your own home is the ability to do whatever you want. And one man from Japan 
That means getting locked in a cage. Though that's arguably the very opposite to the kind of freedom you'd want to have at home. It allows Toko to help fulfil his dream of being a dog. Noodle, Simple as noodle that. Noodle trains? No fucking people in dogs. Japanese, <laughs> man, they're on another fucking planet. Yeah. Well, they're also in a lot of trouble because they're basically the way their birth rates, like birth rate and death rates, they're two to one. Ooh. So, with nothing to worry about all day but being a good boy or girl and getting some belly scratches, most people would probably accept that it would be pretty great to be a dog. But Toko took things to the next level by forking out almost £12,500 for a realistic dog costume. Yeah, as we've seen before, it is fucking amazing. If you want to check it out, I, 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 I guess just check out Wait, Toko. Bible, look. Toko, yeah. the, the man dog. Mm. I guess we'd probably bring it up, but it's Toco, T-O-C-O. But yeah, he's basically bought a full big dog cage, yeah. really, really, really big dog yeah, cage. And yeah, I'm trying to justify a £650 mermaid tail. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Pete. You ain't buying one you of those, again. What the fuck? No, I'm not allowing you to. What the fuck? And I'm going to make sure, I'm going to team up with Jamie and make sure you do not spend £650 on a fucking... Te- you can you can design it yourself, then rubber mould it. What are going to do with it? Go to the fucking beach. Oh my oh, God. You're drone. We're not designed to swim like that. You can learn to swim like that. Yeah, how much core training have you done in the last 10 years, Claire? Oh, well, I'll take it down the local oh. swimming pool first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just I'll just jump in and see how it goes. <laughs> and which core training have you done? Have you seen the I'm women who swim in those mermaid tails, Claire? They're professional swimmers. They've got abs you can grate fucking cheese on. There was also fat mermaids, mate. Give it a break. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I really don't, but... Well, it'll tone me up. If, sure, will it? You know what? It fucking will. You go for it, Claire. You do it. You get that tail. But then I'll, I'll outgrow the tail. Well, I'll, I'll go too skinny and I'll leave another one. Like yeah, you will. And then you'll get it. So I can see where he's coming from. You know, fair play and live the dream. I yeah. just like that he gets clipped to a lead ready for a walk and even shows what a good pooch he is by handing over a toy in exchange for some scratches on the head. Now, personally, I think it's got a bit sexual now. Before it was like, I just like being a dog. I want to escape human relationships. We've all been there. Mm. No? We've all wished we were a dog at some point, haven't we? Oh, man, what a life he's got. Oh, I'd love to lick me bollocks. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just gone full on. It's no sexual. He's getting belly scratches. Good boy. Humping a legacy. Maybe get, he's humping get... like, He's getting led a bit on a lead. Come on. The next follow-up will be about the operation he had to have his floating ribs removed so he can lick his own bollocks. Maybe. You know what? Might be, you might be fucking right. Oh, I've probably just given him the idea if he listens to this. I don't know if we've got any Japanese listeners. Not since I butchered every episode, every name in the Om Shiriku episode a long time ago. Maybe we should uh, reach out <laughs> to him. Not since I killed every single Japanese pronunciation in that episode. We'll reach out to him on one of his vi- YouTube videos or something and message him and say, yeah, I've never thought about getting rid of your floating ribs like Prince. <laughs> you can't influence his decision. We've got to let it happen organically. Because when it will be news, it will be us making the news. 
Which I like the sound yeah, of. Yes, let's do it. He's <laughs> <Use> the BBC. <laughs> no sending him spam about removing his ribs and blowing himself. <laughs> sending him videos yeah. of, of Prince. For two hundred ninety nine ninety nine. You too can be like Prince. <laughs> I like it. Ninety nine ninety nine ninety ninety nine. Tonight we're gonna party. Ninety nine ninety nine. Is that the punk crowd? Should be ninety ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so tonight, you know, tonight you can party like it's nineteen ninety nine for just nineteen ninety nine. And on that note, <laughs> oh man, I'm an advertising genius. Sign off, then. and you are. <laughs> Remind me what my news was. I'm panicking. <laughs> Precious on. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. I'm also going to be training for an MD in removal science. You know what? Bring on the alien mothership. I'm going to fill it. I've got nothing else going on. Might as well fight an alien war. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. I've got my news article. I've been Pete. Yeah, if you're going to buy a dog costume, go all out and buy a fucking kennel for yourself as well. Why a bit of tail?